The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 and win $200 in free bets at WinBet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get a mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash SGP. That's CoorsLight.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also giving away $500 in our NFL Draft Props Contest. Go over to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash draft or click the contest tab in the SGPN app. Yes, sir. We are back. I'm back. I'm back stateside on the beautiful East Coast, East Coast, Best Coast. I don't care what nobody says. And I'm feeling great. I'm slightly tired. My body is just tired. I'm still getting used to being over here, being eight hours ahead of time, and then coming back is nothing easy. But it's not stopping the winners. It's not stopping the locks. And... My guy here has had a perfect week thus far. I don't know if this counts as the announcer jinx or not or anything by saying it, but he is 6-0 and on the week and our lock and dog, Scott Rochelle. Scott, what's going on with this heater, man? This is, this is, this is insane. It's going well, uh, including last week. Really, the entire playoffs have gone well for me, so I'm hoping that carries over. Uh, main reason why I mentioned on the podcast earlier was the fact that a lot of the teams that I watch in the regular season almost every day have looked exactly the same as they did in the regular <laughs> season. So I've had a pretty good read on a decent amount of these teams and how they've matched up with each other. The one exception, which I mentioned on the podcast, was the Grizzlies, mm-hmm. who I truth be told thought would handle Memphis, uh, Minnesota a little bit more easily. Mm-hmm. They should win the series anyway. But Minnesota kind of handed them the entire series on a silver platter. Mm-hmm. They arguably should have lost in five already. But they're yeah. probably going to win in six or seven now. I'm assuming six. I, I think they're going to win game six in Minnesota. Uh, depends if there's a protest or not because Minnesota's undefeated. Yeah, in I, undefeated in protest. But I as a whole, yeah, the games have been kind of – well, let's just say, um, yeah, the games have been kind of going through the script that I expected it to or them mm-hmm. too, and I hope that continues moving forward. But I can't complain. Making some money every day at this point, so hope to keep it going for the rest of the week. So when I was leaving and coming back over here, we were going into game four of the Nets-Celtics series, and you went to the game. You had tickets to the game. You went to the game. Yeah, I was there. Just for me, just for me, not even everybody else, for me, just run through the emotions and what it felt like over the course of that game and how you felt coming out of it. I would say the course of the game, the emotion swings were not as noticeable as every time Claxton missed a free throw. I think that was the floor. The floor was every time Claxton missed a free throw. You see fans falling over their chair. It was rough. It was rough, man. One for 11 from the foul line. The thing about the game is I thought Boston was going to win. I showed up. I went with a friend of mine, got some food mm-hmm. before the game, ended up walking. We got, a, we got some drinks. My friend is not a Nets fan. He's a Knicks fan and just wanted to laugh at my pain and suffering. I respected <laughs> it, so I'm like, all right, I'll go with. And, yeah, we ended up going to the bar in the arena. He paid for it. Very classy move. Mm-hmm. And the bartender asks me first thing, do I want a double? And my exact response was, my team's about to get swept, make it a triple. And then I got my drink and I walked to my chair. That was my exact response. I knew knew the team was going to lose. They brought in Scott Foster to try to help. It wasn't going to matter. I mean, the Nets matchup-wise were just an awful match, or a very good matchup for Boston. And Boston was a terrible matchup for Brooklyn because the Nets were using basically three six-foot-two guys the entire time. And Boston just has a bunch of size. And the Nets got killed on the glass. They couldn't defend. And when you have 
Seth Curry or Patty Mills or one of these guys guarding Jalen Brown down the stretch of games, mm-hmm. it's not going to go well. So matchup-wise, Boston was really the worst option for Brooklyn. I'm not surprised by the outcome. The only thing that annoyed me about the entire game was Ben Simmons not even sitting on the bench for the elimination game. <laughs> but for the overall game play, Durant had a couple of really dumb three-pointers at the end. He missed the free throw. They probably would have lost anyway. But the emotions, I think I handled it a lot better than most people in the arena because I just recognized the fact that Boston was probably going to sweep. Mm-hmm. The most disappointing thing about the game was the amount of green in the stands. A lot of Boston fans made the trip. Oh, wow. There were, there were a lot of Boston fans there. I'm not going to say it was 50-50, but it was probably 60-40. Yeah. For Nets fans, there was a lot of green in the stands, which kind of, I can't say surprised me because, of course, New York will always be a Knicks area and the Nets mm-hmm. are always going to be the second fiddle in New York. Mm-hmm. But I was surprised by the amount of Celtics fans that were there. Oh, wow. I didn't even realize that. Kyrie just... was getting booed in his own building. And I couldn't tell <laughs> if it was Nets fans or Celtics fans. I really didn't know. Probably was a combination of both. I think it was. I think it was mostly Boston fans. But the fact that you could hear it in the crowd kind of yeah. made it known that every time Tatum got a bucket, you noticed a little bit more applause than you were expecting. Yeah. So thought- that was kind of my main negatives and positives. But for the game itself, were you surprised? The only thing that made it interesting was Scott Foster, and even he didn't make it that interesting. No, in Scott game, Foster – no, he did make it interesting at the end with those – wait, just He didn't foul out Tatum. Calls. That was one of the other refs, but – People yeah. keep saying the Nets blew the no, game. No, he, he, he basically fouled out Tatum. He gave Tatum two fouls in that – like, when he had three, he, that four and five was Scott Foster. I'm pretty he sure. didn't call the controversial one on that sixth one. But yeah, what I, what I do know is that it was a mess to start with with the Nets in that series. And Boston, trying to view it from an unbiased perspective, mm-hmm. that might have been one of the best defensive series I've ever seen. Yeah. That yeah. was clamps from mm-hmm. one to four. No, yeah, I agree. That's really all I have to add. Do you have right. anything you want to talk about for that series? No, no. You hit everything. This was your time to shine. It, it, that was everything. It's I think, how would you react if you paid $200 and saw a guy go one for 11 <laughs> from the foul line? How would you react? It's funny because when you're watching on TV, you can hear the crowd every time he misses. And mm-hmm. it's like, Jesus, it's like, Jesus Christ, man, come on. But I, and the fact that that point differential was larger than what you lost by yeah. is it hurts. It hurts. It's like, it's really bad. It's really bad. <laughs> I was yelling to Claxton. The, to, I was, I was telling Claxton after the fifth, the fifth missed free throw yelling from the, from the bleachers, the bank is open on Monday. And he just <laughs> he didn't bank it in. It didn't help, but he should have tried or something because it was rough. Something. It was bad. It was bad. All right. Before we get into our breakdown of what happened last night, let's talk about WinBet and their $10 to win $200 promotion, where a $10 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus, the WinBet Casino is offering you a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And don't forget their same game parlays function with the WinBet's Build Your Own Bet feature. All users can receive a $20 free bet when they win, lose, or push a three-plus-leg build-your-own-bet parlay between Thursday and Saturday. Players can take advantage of other offers on the NBA playoff. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to start winning today. Offer such change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And we're back to talk about Coors Light, a mountain cold refreshment. Look, I just got off of a 17 and a half hour flight. And the only thing that I wanted to do when I got back was just chill did that perfectly with the Coors Light this weekend. Going to go see my dad. We're going to crack open a couple of them together, kick in his birthday, just have it and chill out. Take a second and relax. Always can do it with Coors Light if you use promo code SGP. Well, 
no, the link SGP, CoorsLight.com slash SGP. That's CoorsLight.com slash SGP. And you will be able to get it delivered to you via Drizzly or Instacart. Remember, always celebrate responsibly with Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Just take a second and just chill. And you know who really, really needs to chill out? Zach Levine, he needs to chill out. Like he, he's got. He really just needs to chill out. Well, you gave a rant on him yesterday. Do you want? To yes, I did. And they got eliminated or no? I, I, I feel I want to run it back because I just feel like that they. Well, they played really bad yesterday, and I didn't expect. I expected them to play bad. I didn't expect them to play that bad. I thought they lose by nine, not sixteen. I had so, the same game parlay in that game, so I can't complain. Yeah, I um, they just forty plus. 40 plus threes. That's exactly the that's the level of production that I wanted from three. And the fact that they, they can't took shoot. all those threes and didn't make anything against a Bucks team that gives up the three basically every game. Mm-hmm. This Bulls team just sucks, man. <laughs> I really hate the Bulls. I really, really do. And Zach Levine just needs to stop fucking licking doorknobs, kissing random people in the street because he's always in the protocol. And it doesn't he's also make a free sense. agent. Is this his free agency year? This is yeah, free agency, do, do you think Chicago just brings him back or do you think that they go for a different direction? Because I think we can agree DeRozan's better. He's also older. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious what direction the Bulls go moving forward. Because this core is with, with Lonzo, let's say they're good enough to get you a five mm-hmm. or maybe a four. You're not going to win a title with this core. I mean, if you win a round in the playoffs, yeah, no. it's a win. No. Uh, it's, what do you do? Who's You got to find – if you don't re-sign them, you have to know exactly who your next score is going to be because – Do you go for a sign-in trade? Yeah, I mean, it can be a sign-in trade. I think a sign-in trade would probably do them much good because Vucevic just isn't going to be that scorer. Mm-hmm. Vucevic is a matchup guy who's going to take advantage of the matchup you give him, but he's not somebody that's going to go in at night in, night out and give but, you the scoring okay. question that you need. So you agree with me, though. You think that Chicago should not run it back and they should try something new? I think that they should only try something new if they know they're going to get another a second score. If they know they can move him for another score and just try something new there, then do it. But if you're just going to let him walk because you don't want to re-sign him and you don't have a plan to have another score – or somebody else that can take that workload off of DeRozan, then absolutely not. You might as well just keep him. Yeah, I feel the same way. I, I think they should sign and trade him. I think they're going to keep him because they mm-hmm. made the playoffs for the first time in a couple of years, and they'll have the what-if scenario, the dangerous what-if scenario. What if Lonzo didn't get hurt? Yeah. That's, and that's I think that's good really- enough for them to, to run it back. Now, with Lonzo, they're probably losing in either the first or second round. Hate to break it to you, but you're not beating mm-hmm. Boston. You're not beating Milwaukee. So I don't think that's going to happen either way. I don't think they would have beaten Miami either. So I think you're looking at a spot where Chicago might be overrating their potential because mm-hmm. of how good they looked when Alonzo was in the regular season. Mm-hmm. But it's been the story of DeRozan's career. He's, for the most part, a regular season player who has had some moments in the playoffs where he's been pretty good. He had 40 earlier, for example, in this series. Yeah, But for the most part, what I remember with him in Toronto, he's a mid-range shooter in a league that's growing away from the mid-range shot, and defensively, he's a mess. And you throw him with Levine, your defense is not going to be very good. Mm-hmm. I think they need to – they need an interior defender. I think Vucevic is the guy you move. Honestly, I would keep Zach. I'd move Vucevic. Okay, that's fair. I think Vucevic was okay in the series. Yeah, I think – yeah, he was okay, but – I, I would much rather keep Zach, keep Zach's scoring production and have that core three of Zach, Lonzo, and DeRozan. And I'd rather move Vucevic because that interior that interior def- defense from Vucevic is not is lacking. That's yeah, not an area of his game that's, that he has. And I think that that right there is something that it wouldn't move them over the hump, but it would keep them in a lot of these games that they probably get killed in. So I'll, I'll I like tell you that. who I mess with though on this team: Patrick Williams. Yeah, he's he's, he's good. Gonna be good. He's going to be good. really really good. Yeah, yeah he's going to be really really. I think he's one of the few pieces on this team that is unmovable. I think Javante Green's also a decent role player. Mm-hmm. 
They got to get rid of Tristan Thompson. Though. That's just bad juju. I'm also not a Kobe White guy. <laughs> he did me a solid yesterday, missing that jump shot at the end to cash my dog, which was minus 14 and a half. He missed that mid-range jumper at the end. I know. But I don't think Kobe White's very good. And truth is, before the final game, he was disastrous from the three-point line in the entire series. Yeah. I, I, I root for consistent. North Carolina. I thought he was okay as a Tar Heel. I didn't think he should have went as early as he did. I just mm-hmm. don't think he's very good at the NBA level. He's he's just terribly inconsistent for me. He has the ability. He has, you know, what it takes, but it's just the inconsistency. He doesn't have an off with. switch. He's going to take a shot every time, not realizing how awful he's been in previous games. And I feel like a lot of players, of course, you should be confident, but I think you need mm-hmm. a little bit of self-awareness. If you're Kobe mm-hmm. White, you should not be taking double-digit shots in a game. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. At least for the off the bench role, it just yeah. needs to be a straight sharp shooter three. And maybe that's what he needs to look into in off season, just mm-hmm. developing and being more consistent in the catch and shoot because that's what they needed him for. That's what they I, need on yeah. this team. They need somebody that is that catch and shoot three person that when DeRozan gets inside, they pass the ball out to. Yeah. All right, we kind of beat that one over the head. Uh, anything Shout out to for Bobby the Ports, Nuggets? By the way. <laughs> Anything for the Nuggets and Warriors series. I mean, they started the death lineup last night, and it was, you know, had its ups, had its downs. I was going to say, I think my main takeaway for both teams, shout out to Denver. You won a game. I didn't think mm-hmm. you were going to. I thought mm-hmm. Golden State was going to sweep. Or I know when uh, the series prices came out, I said my favorite best bet for the series was Golden State minus one and a half, which was about even money or minus 110. Mm-hmm. That was a joke one. I, I can't believe that they actually offered that. But Denver, their takeaway is Batman without Robin and Alfred is not very good. No, I'm joking. No, Batman was still great, but the actual team didn't do much. <laughs> I'm so anti-Aaron Gordon. That's really my main takeaway. He had 15 points with about six minutes to go in the first half or so. Yeah. And he finished with 15 points. He didn't score for the final two and a half quarters. He's arguably their second best player based on the active roster. So my main takeaway, Aaron Gordon, maybe as a fourth best player is okay defensively, but offensively he just doesn't get it. And I think Will Barton sucks. Those are my main two takeaways for Denver. You're missing your second and third best player. I'm not going to roast you for it. You tried. My main takeaway for Golden State, I like this team. I think the death lineup is highly overrated. Yeah, I think I mean, that this team set the bar way too high, scoring 70 points in 19 minutes in game two. And mm-hmm. people thought that this was going to be the lineup that destroys worlds. The season was over. You, I'm going to tell you right now. And it's not as good of a lineup as you think it is because they can't rebound the ball. I'm going to tell you right now. Memphis will kill the death lineup. Memphis, they are begging you because, yes, they can score the basketball, but if Memphis – locks on to them defensively. And I like their chances with Desmond Bain and Dylan Brooks on the perimeter. I'm so anti-Dylan Brooks, but I'll hear you out. Uh, no, Dev- he's a good defender. Defensively, okay. Yes, I'm just he's saying good offensively. De- he's a good defender. No, I get, I, I, I get what you're saying offensively, especially after what he's gone. But defensively, yeah, he's they good can lock down. They're locked, Dylan Brooks and Desmond Bain locked down on, defen- on the perimeter. And then you got Triple J on the inside. They're going to give them problems. They're going to give that lineup problems. Is so. Triple J going to stay on the court? Yeah, he will. He will. This, this is just a bad series for him. He will. He's not going to have the issues that he had this series. Just even if he doesn't, play Clark like 28 minutes a game. He's yeah. that good. He's, he's going to get the minutes. Just saying. So I do agree that Memphis is a much better matchup against the Golden State than Denver is. I think the one concern I have is, is it a bad matchup with Minnesota? Or does Memphis just look like a young team again? Because they still make a bunch nah. of dumb mistakes. I think it's a bad matchup. Okay, just asking. Yeah. So, that, so when I went through this in the beginning before the playoffs, I was like, if Memphis gets out the first round, I'd really like them to go all the way. <laughs> it, I think that the first round matchup versus the Clippers or the Timberwolves is probably going to be one of their hardest matchups. I think that they, they, they match up pretty well with the Suns and the Warriors. I like their chances in both of those series, even though they'd be coming in as a dog. But I love Memphis as a dog. So I don't know about Phoenix because Phoenix will go out of its way to slow the pace down. And from what I've seen from Memphis's half court offense, 
there's a little bit to be desired. Let's put it that way. So mm-hmm. the main issue with Memphis is the fact that Dylan Brooks thinks he's Kobe and he should really just stop shooting 15 times a game. He's been an absolute mess. But it's mainly the fact that Moran can't shoot. And he's been, he made the big three-pointer at the end of the last game. But you go through the shooting numbers that are non-layups, he's been disastrous. And he's going to have to make some mid-range shots. But that's, but that's how he was all season. All season, it no, was that, the majority that's the point. getting in the paint. Yeah, I'm saying that's the one the piece that's holding Memphis back, in my opinion, from being a top-four team in the league because the mm-hmm. depth is there. I just think that Morant's lack of jump shooting ability holds the team back one way or another. And so this is why I disagree because I think that in any series outside of this one, even against the Suns, I think he, get, he gets to the paint enough where it doesn't even matter. I don't care if he doesn't have a mid-range because he's going to get in the paint and get the ball in. He just can't get the ball in the basket this series. I think that against the Warrior, he won't have any trouble getting to the paint. Get I just think teams are going to treat him like Rondo and sag off by 20, by 20 feet. Yeah, well, we'll see. I think he and he makes a couple of them, so you know he might he might hit two out of five. I'm saying he makes a know, couple. Side, I'm saying he's going to need side. to make more if they want to win the title. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know about win title, but I think he. I, I said think if they can do. Yeah, he's going to need. He's going to need to make a lot of jump shots if they want to win the title. I think they do pretty good getting out the West. I like them to get out the West. All right. Did you have any takeaways from the Denver Golden State series? Because Denver's not very talented, and Golden State did what they were supposed to do. No, it was it, my takeaway was Golden State is who I thought they were, and they are not. They haven't showed me anything where I said, "Okay, that they're going to automatically make it to the finals." Yeah, I think that there's this is a buy low on Memphis if they get out this series of hey they struggled with the Timberwolves. Golden State made easy work of the Nuggets. Of course, everybody's on Golden State, and I can be like, no, no, I like Minnesota. Not Minnesota. I like Memphis. I'll take Memphis. I think it's going six or seven, but I do think that Memphis has a few too many self-inflicted wounds that most teams would take advantage of. Mm-hmm. They're just against a Minnesota team that's even more careless with the ball than they are. Mm-hmm. Minnesota's really been a mess in this series, and yet they still should have probably won it in five. They can't hold a lead to save their damn lives. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay. Let's talk about Sleeper, the fastest-growing fantasy platform to date with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I definitely use it for mine. I use Sleeper for my dynasty leagues. And it is a game-changing product unlike any other in the industry. And now – you can make money on Sleeper by going to their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick over-unders for those players. So, for example, pick points in basketball and hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two to 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about this new over-under game on Sleeper is because it's the only app where I can join my buddy's contest and we can play together. So I can just hop into Scott's contest and we can both play and I can try to win money. So at the top of, at the tap of a button, I can see what his picks are, and I can copy them. And if I don't like what he's got, uh, I can make a little bit of adjustments here or there and then play my own. So it's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing right now and download the Sleeper app where they have their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. Make sure to use promo code SGPNBA. That's promo code SGPMBA, and Sleeper will match your deposit up to $100. Again, download Sleeper and use promo code SGPMBA when you deposit. Hey, so remember how I was telling you I'm tired, feeling like very sluggish now and everything? Well, guess what just got to the door AG1 supplement. I'm about to take this stuff. Kramer has been telling me all about it, how it's delicious. You have all these minerals, vitamins, superfoods, probiotics, aptogens, everything to help you start your day right. As soon as I get off this podcast, I'm about to go and try to run 10 miles or something crazy like that. 
it really helps you out with your nervous system, supports your gut health, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, everything. It costs you less than $3 a day. Super easy, less than $3 a day. And it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery. And Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com SGP. That's athleticgreens.com SGP. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Health is wealth, people. Like Quan says, like my boy Quan says, health is wealth. Now, finally, for what everybody actually came here to listen for, we have some games tonight. First up, the Philadelphia 76ers go back to Toronto, okay? Going back to Toronto because they lost game five, got absolutely steamrolled on their home court. Minus one and a half for the 76ers, two ten and a half on the total for the injury report here. Oh, wait, where'd my injury report go? I lost it. Well, in general, as you look that up, I got some opinions about this game. I'm sure you do too. I'm going to let you go first because I'm kind of yeah. curious what you think about the game. Yeah, and so for my injury report, we have Thibault, vaccination status. He's not going to be playing. That's pretty much all you really care for. Toronto's for pissed they want Thibault on the court. Yes, they do. They really do. <laughs> it's been awful. It's been awful and this entire series. Van Fleet hip is considered doubtful for this game as well. Are they better without him? No. It's a small sample size, and it's a no. bit of Ewing theory. They're not. No. They're not offensively. Defensively, they might be. No, I don't, I don't think so either. Okay. I don't think on either side of the ball. Frey Van Fleet does it on both sides. I think he's really good. I just think, I think Philly's it's just, a bad matchup because he's a bit undersized. Yeah, he is. And, yeah, I, I don't think that they're better without him, though. Okay. Just throwing it out there. For this series, it is it, ha- feels, is it happening? It feels like it's happening. I don't think it's going to happen, but it feels like it's happening. I understand why everybody says it's happening because it absolutely looks like it. And I think there's always concern when you're up 3-0 and somehow you lost game five when you're on the floor. Because that's when everybody's like, okay, you lost game four. You're on the road. It's really hard to sweep two games on the road. It wasn't even a loss. It was a no-show. You got, yeah, you got trained like steamrolled. And so I understand why everybody says, is it happening? Is it happening? There's really nothing to explain it other than it just feels like the 76ers got comfortable. It feels like they got extremely comfortable in this series. And next thing you know, they lost two games. And now it's like, oh, the sky might be falling. Mm-hmm. Because I don't care if this, I don't care if game seven's at home. If you lose game six, there's, there's doubt. There is doubt. <laughs> there's, you're, you done gave all the momentum to the Raptors. They really feel like they can do this. They feel like they can be the first team to ever have done this. I, I can't possibly fathom the amount of pressure that Philly feels like they're under because they cannot lose this game. You can absolutely not lose this game at all. <laughs> I think they're going to lose this game. Really? I do. I think Toronto's going to win. Philly, historically, has been awful traveling to Toronto. And you mentioned that Philly got comfortable. I think that's part of it. Mm -hmm. I think the other part is that Embiid with the finger issue and the fact that stamina has been a bit of a concern down the stretch of some of these games. Embiid has been contained. And Mm -hmm. we've learned throughout the entire season that with an injured Embiid and with Harden, who probably needs surgery because he can move. He's definitely hiding some type of injury because he cannot move at all. Yeah. So with your two main guys, I'd say underperforming on the offensive end, the offense is in quicksand. That's the story of the series. Toronto's really just dominate on the defensive end. And Achua's been amazing against Embiid. And I feel like he's been their counter. And Philly mm-hmm. hasn't really had many responses. I, I grabbed a piece of Toronto to win the series. I did because Mm -hmm. I see it happening and I'm not even going to fully roast Doc Rivers for it because it's not his fault that Embiid tore a ligament while his team was up three, nothing. I'm not going to blame that on him, but Toronto, 
the one thing the injury caused, which is why I took Toronto in game four, also because Scott Foster was on the game, but that's a separate story. The last <laughs> thing you want to give a desperate team is hope. And yeah. the Embiid injury gave Toronto hope. And the main story of this series, in my opinion, is the return of Scotty Barnes, who I think mm-hmm. is the best defensive player on Toronto. And if you look at his impact and the lineup that they run with no Van Vliet, with Gary Trent, with Barnes, with Ananobi, with Siakam, and with Achua, that is a ridiculously good defensive starting five because you can switch everything one through five. And because yeah. of your switching ability and because of the fact that Harden can create no separation off the dribble and the fact that Embiid's shot is a bit off because of the finger issue, it does seem like Philadelphia offensively is in the middle of a massive implosion. The defense has been okay. It's the offense. It yeah. seems like the offense is broken. Mm-hmm. Do you get the no. same feeling? Yes, I do. I do. And there's one person that I feel like can save Philadelphia. It's and- Maxie. Yes, it's absolutely Maxi. Maxi is the person that I feel like can save Philadelphia. And, and the backlash that Doc and possibly Embiid and definitely Harden are going to face, it's 100% Tyrese Maxi. Tyrese Maxi is the only hope for Philadelphia at this point. He has to go for 25, 30 points tonight. I think so. And Embiid made some comments during the week saying he wants Harden to be more aggressive. No, Maxi has to be more I don't aggressive. know what he's talking about. Harden can't move. Believe yeah, me, Maxi. Toronto will have a parade if Harden takes 17-plus shots in this game. They yes. need Maxi to shoot it at least 15 times. Yeah, I think, I think Tyrese Maxi is – and there's a level of it that he's got to understand and realize because he's in that locker room. Everybody, us in the media, everybody knows that Embiid is hurt. So yeah. they all know that. In that locker room, I'm almost 100% positive that everybody in that locker room knows James is hurt, too. I got to assume he's having surgery in the offseason. It looks like the end of the Nets-Buck series. He can't move. And so if if he knows that Joel's hurt, James hurt, something's got to click in his mind. Something's got to click in Tobias Harris' mind. I just don't think Tobias has the skill to back it up after it clicks. But Tyrese Maxey, something has to click in his mind and say, I have to be the person to take this game over. I have to be the person to go out there and be aggressive and try. And when we need a bucket to go get it and to believe in myself that I can go get it. And because he's a rather young player that may not set in stone with him, but Mm -hmm. Tyrese Maxey has, he has to finish this game with 25 to 30 points or they are going to lose. And I want to segue into something because a lot of quotes came out during the course of the week. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you buy into media quotes to try to gauge confidence and everything mm-hmm. like that. Did you see Doc Rivers' response to the media asking him about his previous 3-1 collapses? Yeah, and he was basically – it was – there were excuses, but they were – legitimate excuses when he got talking about oh well i was with the magic and did you see that first of all what he said did you see that How roster you throw the entire team <laughs> what he said do you see that like roster 20 years ago <laughs> i couldn't stop ago. laughing because <laughs> he was like did you see that roster and i'm like whoa man <laughs> so oh, the big. roster was rough don't get me wrong <laughs> it was it was but you don't say that but he's <laughs> throwing people who are 20 years retired he threw up, he threw Tracy Tracy McGrady twenty three years old oh just my like gosh. tossed him under the bus. Oh I'm like, gosh. what is happening right now? You can't say that. You can't say that. First of all, it's not even a matter of the fact that he blamed. It wasn't players. wrong. It wasn't wrong, but it was just like, man, that's kind how of do you tough. answer like, the question? <laughs> even as a coach, how do you answer that question? You have to deflect. You can't answer that. You, you mentioned a bunch of excuses answer. saying Chris Paul was absent for the first two games against the Rockets, and then he mm-hmm. played anyway. You were up 3-1. Who gives a damn if he missed the first two games? What does that have to do with anything? Mm-hmm. You, got, you got schooled by Josh Smith and Corey Brewer. Can we talk about that for a second? Like, what? The whole thing was really, really weird. And then it Danny Green made comments the same day saying we've had a bunch of chances to close it out. We need to close it out. We need to do this. It sounds like they're rattled. Mm-hmm. That was my main takeaway. And I've seen Philly win the rattle. It's not good. But I guess the question I'm going to ask you, since I like Toronto to win this game, 
You said it's a must-win game for Philly because I think it is a must-win. I agree with you. Yeah. Toronto's so good at home with the crowd in Canada, and defensively mm-hmm. it seems like they've found their nucleus that they need, and Philly's mm-hmm. had no answers. Do you think Philly pulls it off? Because I personally think it's going to be an ugly, hideous game. First team to 100 wins. I'm not even sure yep. either of these teams are getting to I don't 100. think either one gets to 100 either. But I think the Raptors get to 98, and I think that's good enough for me. I think that, yes, Maxie's going to go off, and that's partially – I'm going to be on Philly. I think Give me Maxie's a one-possession game. I think, I think Toronto wins by two. See, if it's one possession game, I think no matter what, whether he breaks the finger off, Joe Embiid is not going to lose this game in Toronto again. I, I, I'm just going to – whether he sacrifices his hand and pledges his hand to the basketball gods. He'll cut the finger off think... and he'll hit a shot with four like, <laughs> Yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll pull it I, off, man. I, I truly believe he'll cut the finger off and let it sit there because before he decides to lose a game in Toronto again. So I think he's that, saving the, I think he's saving the mallet for game seven. That's the breaking <laughs> case of emergency situation or he might no. cut the finger off if they lose game six, but yeah, I'm looking at Philly offensively. They're a mess. Yeah. And defensively, I've mentioned how Harden's injured and he can't move. Toronto should go at him on every single possession. Absolutely. Because he couldn't defend in the first place. Mm-hmm. So I think Toronto will get enough looks. I think Trent will do enough from three. Truth is, you can talk about a lot of X factors for Toronto. I mentioned Barnes and I mentioned Achua. I think the serious X factor offensively is Gary Trent. Absolutely. So if he can continue shooting well from three, I think Philly's going to have a bunch of problems. I think Toronto gets it done. It's not going to be pretty. I like mm-hmm. the under in this game. Team total under for Philly, either way. I like Toronto to win the game. I think that mm-hmm. the fact that they're underdogs, I find questionable. But I think Toronto's going to find a way to pull it off. I've been really bad in this series, by the way. <laughs> I don't think I've hit on – no, I hit on Toronto that last game. I've been taking under. That was my first – It's, it's yeah. been good. ATS-wise, I'm, I'm one for four. Yeah, one for four in this series. Been really bad. I, I like Toronto. I think Toronto's a good angle. I'm – I don't know. Maybe I'm just fading myself a little bit, but I'm rolling with Philly. It depends if you think that Embiid's going to do enough to prevent the entire ship from sinking. Yeah, and I do. I do. I, I don't. All right. All right so that, that's, that's where we differ. I think Toronto's got a shot to win the series. I think 5-1 to one or 6-1 to one is mm-hmm. a joke of a price. Is, it, is that if, what I it is right now? Little, what? Is that what it is right now? It's about plus 500. Oh, hell no. Yeah. It's like plus 500, plus 550 or so. That's enough for me to get. I would play that this, rather this than This should playing be aside. around like plus 350. I get that they're one game away from winning. Yeah, no. But game they, six is on the road. Yeah. And game they, seven's at home technically, which might work against them. Because yeah. if they go down early, the crowd's going to be booing them from the opening tip. Yeah, no, no. I'm, so I, I grabbed the piece at great. around 525. Yeah, that's great. That's a great price. I definitely like that play if you like Toronto. All right, let's move on to the next game. We got the Phoenix Suns traveling to New Orleans in a pivotal game six. feels like every game is pivotal. Pivotal game six to play the New Orleans Pelicans where they can close out, send them packing, send them back over to the speakeasies. We have two and a half. There we go. Two and a half for the Suns, 214 and a half on the total. Do they, do they finally stop playing with their food and get it done? You see, there's, I don't know if they're playing that Booker's with food or if they just needed time to adjust to life without Booker. And mm-hmm. the fact is that New Orleans is actually pretty good for their overall record. Yes. So I, I think New Orleans might be the best 36 and 46 team of all time. It's like, I'm like half joking because, of course, you don't know any other teams that are 36 yeah. and 46 at the top yeah. of your head. <laughs> you know, they're a lot better than a 36 hey, team. I'll sit here. I'm like, all right. I don't I said, there really are a lot, know any other lot, teams. But <laughs> yeah. No, it's like a half joking statement, but it's they hilarious. are much better than yeah. a 36 win team. This no, team they, is playing like they're a 44 win team. Yeah, they are slightly. There's still some things that give me some pause about New Orleans, but they have been playing very, very well in this series. I won't take that away from them. Yeah, and, I'm saying for for matchups, they actually match up decently with Phoenix, and they're with taking no advantage. Book. They're taking yeah. advantage uh, with Ingram and McCollum. They're taking advantage, and 
Fauci even the young guys, really good. Herb Jones yeah. has been great. Alvarado has been a serious problem for Chris. Alvarado is just like a fucking gnat at a bar. He's fucking annoying. He can play <laughs> on my team any day. Yeah. He's annoying as shit. In a, good, <laughs> he, in a good way though. He's the kind yeah, of guy you yeah. hate to play against, but you'd love yeah, to have. They'd love to have. Yes. One of those. He's super annoying on court. So I think Phoenix closes it out. I do but too. I think it's going to be a sweat. It's not going to be easy. I don't think New Orleans rolls over. I think it's. I think it's going to happen. Some this. This is gives the feeling of some heroics from the Suns to come back and win this game. It feels like New Orleans is going to get out pretty fast, and the Suns are just going to chip, 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 and get back in the game and close out. Do you think it's time for Chris Paul's seventh legacy game in his career? <laughs> it feels like every playoff there's another legacy everyone, game. For Chris yeah, Paul. everyone, everyone. has like a legacy game. Really, it's legacy quarter because he'll not score for three quarters. And oh, it's the fourth like, quarter right, every time. We'll just go for 15 yeah, and quarter. Five in the fourth Give quarter. me. Come here. Yeah. So, yeah, I like his assist, though. I think that yeah. he, he, probably, he probably goes crazy on the assist and just getting everybody where they need to be. I'm pretty sure he had the conversations of when you, when you have the opportunity to close a team out, you want to close them out. You don't want, you know, there to be any life. If you're if you're sitting there on three wins, that next game you want to go ahead and get win number mm-hmm. four. And, you know, they had the opportunity to do that and didn't. And I don't think that they want to, you know, give up that opportunity again. So I'm I'm going I'm rolling with the Suns here. I think two and a half is fairly it's decent enough where I think that they can win this by maybe over a possession. And at the end of the game, fouls, you know, playoffs, everybody wants to foul and try to extend the game, even though it's probably out of reach. I'll go ahead and take two and a half. Well, I do want to find some information on Ingram's hand issue because that seemed to be plaguing him in the fourth quarter of the last game. Mm-hmm. Missed a couple free throws. It seemed like he jammed it on something. It didn't look great. Mm-hmm. But we got to talk for a second about the MVP for Phoenix in the last game. That might have been one of the best games I've ever seen a 3 and D guy play. Yeah. Mikel Bridges was nuts in that yeah. game. Yeah. And I'm not sure New Orleans has an answer for him on either side of the ball defensively. I believe he held the guys he was guarding to 3 for 17 shooting. Mm-hmm. And he had 31 points. It was a flawless performance by Mikel. And I'm curious if he's going to be able to duplicate that. But Probably it not. seemed like... Probably not, but Jay Crowder also finally started to hit some shots. Aiton's been pretty good. I'm keeping an eye on the Ingram hand issue, which I mentioned mm-hmm. a second ago. McCollum has also really just not been very good in the series. Mm-hmm. He, needs, he needs to step up. The efficiency has not been there. I think Phoenix hangs on. It's not going to be easy, but I do think Chris Paul has another 19-12 game with no turnovers. Yep. I agree. So, I think I think that New Orleans gets out fast, gets out quick, and then they chip it out, or the Suns chip it down, and it ultimately goes to the Suns. I think Valanciunas gets picked apart in the pick and roll. <clears throat> as he should. Yeah, as he should. All right. Let's move on to the last game of the night. <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have much to say. I just don't have much to say. Dallas Mavericks going to play the Utah Jazz. They are laying one, two, ten and a half on the totals. This game six. Dallas is up three, two with the chance to close out. Just lock me up the Dallas Mavericks to close this game and end the series right now. I don't understand the spread in this game because it opened up at plus one and a half for Dallas. Naturally, yep. I slammed it. Yep. Then Mitchell was ruled active yep. technically. I'm not sure if he can even move. And the line went to Utah minus one and a half. Mm-hmm. Now money's poured back in on Dallas, and Dallas is minus one. I think Dallas wins this game by at least five. I don't think if, Utah's any good. And Mitchell a, defensively has been a train wreck, and that was yeah. pre-injury. Now he can't move. What do you think Mitchell's at in this game? 50%? 60%? Something like that. With That's a tweaked hamstring like and a couple of, like, Quad, a quadish, like uh, both quads. The shooting numbers I think are going to be bad. He can't defend. Boyan still is one of the worst defenders in the entire league. And they're not going to go three for 30 from three again. But even at home, you lost to a Dallas team with no Luka and you came back from four down in the final minute because Dwight Powell missed two free throws. I think Dallas wins this game handily. They can't mm-hmm. guard Doncic, they can't guard Brunson. And Dallas's defense has really put the clamps down on Utah in this series. Give me Dallas. I think they're going to win this game pretty handily. 
this is a lock for me. There's nothing that if, – if this line is a trap line, if this minus one is a trap, then I'm just going to fall into it because there's nothing in my mind that's telling me that Dallas is not going to go out. They have to literally shoot themselves in the foot to not win this game tonight. And I think with Luka and Brunson pick-and-roll hunting with Boyan or with an injured Mitchell or even with Gobert – or the Dwight Powell pick and roll. The Dwight Powell pick and roll was cooking. That's what I'm saying. I, I they got a lot they, of, yeah, they got a lot they, of pick and roll options in Utah yeah. guard on the perimeter. It's not the issue is it's not even one guy on Utah. It's like three or four guys, and they all can't guard anybody on the perimeter. I just think mm-hmm. Dallas is an awful matchup for them. I think Dallas closes it out. Yeah, I have nothing else to say. That's that's it for me. <laughs> I hope that the Dwight Powell pick and roll gets going for, you know, the duration of the entire game this time because he had eight points in that first quarter last game and then not a point after. Do you think Mitchell has a heroic one-leg game or do you think he just checks out and shoots terribly? Because I think it's going to be B. I don't think he checks out, but I think that he's going to keep shooting and not make anything. Uh, Check out is – I don't mean physically. I I mean – just mentally, I don't think the resolve is there from this team, and maybe even Mitchell, who might already have one leg out the door. Because mm-hmm. I don't think he's coming back. You don't think he's coming back. Utah probably doesn't think he's coming back either. So I do wonder if they go down early, do I think they're going to roll over? Or do I think they're going to battle back? I think they're going to roll over. Yeah, I don't think it's any battle back in this squad. Not now. Yeah, same here. All right. That makes it for our three-game slate. Let's talk about IP Vanish, where you can get private security for all your devices. You can encrypt your data away from hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. And this is why IP Vanish is the VPN that I like to use. I prefer to use it. I actually do use it. I use it all the time. It's just by a tap of the button, you're 100% protected, encrypts all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, even my Fire Stick and my streaming and everything I do on there encrypted by IPVanish. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing speed. So your computers, tablets, phones, and as the aforementioned Fire Sticks, anything like that, all you can use is IPVanish. They are offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan to our listeners for 30 with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. Super easy to use. Tap a button. Go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use promo code SGP to claim your 70% off savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. Promo code SGP. And we are also brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. We are in the heart of the NBA playoffs right now, and PropSwap is where bettors are finding the best odds to turn the hardwood into hard cash. PropSwap is the only app that allows you to pick your favorite teams where you sell your bets whenever you want. Many PropSwappers are using thousands of dollars just by buying and selling championship futures all playoffs long. This allows you to win over and over and over without ever your team lifting the trophy. Go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app. They have fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value, free activity feed to stay in the know of all the big sales, and a red-hot tickets for sale, a loyalty reward program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash, and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit, and you will get a $500 match on your first deposit, up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap, where America buys and spells sports bets. Lock and dog time. Scott, you're the man on a heater. I should honestly just be telling you and whatever you say. So, please, you have the floor. What's your lock and dog? I got a lot of choices. They're all correlated. It's a question of do I want to actually go with a spread or take a team total under? Because I really like Philly team total under and I really like Utah team total under. And I'm not Mm -hmm. sure if I should take one of those or take a spread because team totals have been pretty good to me. But... I am going to go with Dallas as my lock. You could really shop around. You could find one plus one and a half at some books, and you could also find minus one. I'm going to take the money line, which I found at minus 111. Mm-hmm. We're going to win the game. 
Utah at home has not looked that good up to this point. Mitchell's now injured, and he was their main shot creator. Whether mm-hmm. you think he's good or not or he's had a bad series, he's still one of the only guys who can create anything off the dribble. It's basically him and Jordan Clarkson. That's kind of it. But defensively, they're a disaster. I think Dallas puts him to bed with Doncic and with Brunson, maybe even a little bit of Dimwitty, who can maybe give you something off the bench. I think they're just too talented on the perimeter. So I'm going to go with Dallas on the money line. I think they get it done. Okay. What's your dog? It's going to be Toronto. I'm just going to do it. I think that Philly is in the midst of a massive free fall. And the main story is the offense. With Embiid's injury and Harden's injury, they're paying a bunch of money for compromised players. And Embiid is still very good when compromised, don't get me wrong. But it seems like Toronto's defense has figured out Philly's offense. And I have some serious questions if Philly can score enough points to win this game, especially since they are 5-15 and 15 ATS in their mm-hmm. last 20 games in Toronto. Give me the Raptors plus money at home against a team that's falling apart. The value's there. I'm going to trust the value. I think it's going seven. All right. I like it. I like it. For myself, for my lock. Just take Dallas. We, we can double lock this. Just do it. No, no. I'm going to make them my dog. Okay. I like the loophole. I respect that. Yep. <laughs> for my lock, I'm going to go with the Phoenix Suns. I just think that they get it done. This Pelicans team had some fight. They are very good. They made it a series. But with the uncertainty that is Brennan Ingram's hand and if his shooting touch is off in any way of the matter, I'm just going to go with the Suns here. I think that they can get it done. Minus two is good enough for me. For my dog, yes, loophole. Give me Dallas. Give me the minus. Let's go with uh, three and a half. That's fine. Three and a half at plus 145. Uh, I think they win the game. They're going to win the game more by then one, two, three points. So three and a half plus 145. I like it. I was thinking about those team totals pretty hard, though, because Utah and Philly are both around 105 and a half, 106 and a half. Mm-hmm. I don't think either team's getting to 100 tonight. Yeah. Especially yeah. with an injured Mitchell. Like, that's rough. But I'll, I'll go with the money line and the spreads. But if you do like team totals and you want to go that approach, maybe even a same-game parlay, I hit that yesterday. I had mm-hmm. Milwaukee minus 12.5, Chicago under 102.5. And I threw in a DeRozan under, and I threw in a Lopez under. And that was 6-1. to one. I'll yeah. probably do that with this Dallas game. Take the under on Utah points. Take Dallas and take the under on Mitchell, maybe, because of the injury. Mm-hmm. There are ways to go about a same-game parlay, but I really do like those team total unders as well. Yeah, I like it. That's a great play. All right. Anything else for the people before we get up out of here? Uh, not really. I'm going to try to stay undefeated, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> Look, we're on a heater. We're doing great. This has been a great playoff run. We got to total up the final numbers at the end. All right. At really real underscore underscore Instagram and Twitter, you know where to find me. SG.pn slash Slack. Hop in the Slack channel, chalk with us, converse with us, do all that other stuff. SportsGamblingPodcast.com for all your gambling, betting, sports betting, anything you need, whatever you need is there. Make sure you leave us a review, review, support NBA Gambling Podcast, please. Five-star reviews. Shoot, if it's a one-star review, at least make it entertaining on why it's a one-star review. Like, make me, at least make me laugh with it. Like, don't, don't do a boring one-star review. That's just the worst. If it's we want creative review, roasts around here. Dude. Yeah, something, something good, something good. And then, you know, we'll probably call you out about it and say you're completely wrong. But, hey, that's what we do. All right. Nope, nothing. Got nothing. No way, no way, no how, no idea how I'm ending the podcast. So we're just going to end it like this. NFL draft is today. We are out. Basketball. Give me, give me, the ball because I'm going to go get it. Basketball. Give me, give me, the ball because I'm going to go get it.